0: Hey, teacher friends, welcome to the Teaching with Haley podcast, where we believe relationships matter. Research shows that positive relationships greatly impact student engagement and their learning. Each week, I'll share a few simple ways to improve your classroom community, build social emotional learning into your day, and strengthen your relationships. I'm your host, Haley O'Connor. Hey, hey, hey everybody, it is Haley, welcome back. Today we are gonna talk about five simple ways to build stronger relationships with your students. When I say stronger relationships, what I really mean is making sure that your kids know that you care about them, that you believe in them, and that you are here for them. So if you take a step back and think about outside of the classroom, you know, we all have relationships with people. If it's partners, friends, family members, There's things that they do that show us they care about us. So for me, one of my love languages is gifts. I am a big gift giver, and I also really, really love getting gifts. Sometimes it's hard for me. I'm much more comfortable just like giving everybody else gifts. But when my friends notice that about me and send me something small, it shows me like, oh my gosh, they know me. Like at the core of who I am, they know me and they care about me. And it's the same thing with our kids. Doing those small things that lets them know they are important to you is going to make a difference. And basically what happens is if a kid stays at zero, zero means they're not good, they're not bad. When we build them up, that number is going to go higher and higher and higher. And that's where actual real deep learning happens. Think about everything that a first grader or second grader or third grader has to learn in a school year, you know, and then even now, like, think about how much they have to learn digitally. But there is so much that they are taking in. And so their brains need to be, like, at full capacity because they have so much to take in. And so when they're worried about coming to school, when they don't enjoy it, when they feel nervous or sad, that takes up a lot of space in their brain. So there's less room for them to really like engage in authentic conversations. There's less room for them to learn new things because they are so focused on all of this negative. And for me, like I do struggle with anxiety. And so when my anxiety is super, super high, I'm not producing my best work. It's hard for me to brainstorm. It's hard for me to listen. you can see how providing a safe space for our kids, making sure that they know that we care about them, makes learning happen a lot quicker and usually a lot deeper. There's a few simple things that we can do. These things don't cost any money. They're not going to have you be up there until like eight o'clock at night. Just things we can be intentional about starting tomorrow to start to build stronger relationships. If you're someone that has incredible relationships with your kids, that's awesome. And I'm still so glad you're here. One, because I hope you'll share some of those tips with me so that I can share them with other listeners. But two, there's things that I'm really, really good at, but still having someone else say like, oh, this is something you should be doing just kind of reaffirms, one, that I'm on the right track. And usually there's something I've kind of forgotten about or it's on the back burner. And so I hope that I can offer you some encouragement that you're on the right track and maybe even spark something that you haven't tried or that you forgot about. So the first one are going to be those notes and letters. I know that for me, when I was in college in my first few years of teaching, admins expected us and my professors encouraged us that we connected with parents regularly I know we always had an expectation of one phone call a week or connecting with each parent every semester, but I'm actually talking about connecting with kids. If you are complimenting kids to their parents, it absolutely will strengthen your relationship, but flipping it around and actually writing those notes to kids is so special for them. It's December, so we're getting holiday cards I'm 33, so for 33 years, I've gotten holiday cards and they are never not special to me. Just seeing my name on an envelope that someone actually wrote to me, it's not a bill, it's not junk mail, is so special. And so think about if you're seven and you get a postcard from your teacher. I know Vistaprint has like bulk postcards you could print. Even if you literally just took a selfie, like, hey, and on the back just wrote, Miguel, I am so proud of you, love Miss O'Connor. That's literally all you have to say. But that would mean so much to him to show up in his mailbox or at his doorstep. And I would actually encourage you to even ask your school secretary. She may even be able to print out labels for you of addresses so you don't even have to like go in and look for them. But that would be a great place to start. Also just in the classroom, just put a post-it on their backpack. If you know that they check their backpack, I've had kids and I am one of those kids that my purse is a black hole. If you put a note in my purse, I would never know. (laughs) And there's kids like that. But if you know there's a kid who checks their backpack often, just slip a little note card in there, stick a note on their desk. I'm sure you've seen there's a really cute idea on Pinterest of using a dry erase marker on their desk to write a note. Super simple, free, awesome idea. Number two is a little more specific. There's a research strategy called the two by 10 strategy. There's a ton of articles online about it, but it basically says you're going to spend two minutes for 10 days talking to one of your kids about nothing. You're not talking with them about setting academic goals. You're not talking with them about their behavior. You're just like hanging out and getting to know them because those two minutes are going to pay out so much more. So I have a toddler and one thing that experts say that I really hold on to is 15 minutes a day makes a huge difference sometimes I can't offer her hours and hours and hours of focused time but just remembering okay 15 minutes is going to fill her bucket it's the same way with kids even if you just give them two minutes of uninterrupted time how special that is there is a blog post I wrote about this strategy and you can get there by going to bitbit.ly slash h o2 by 10. So HO2 by the word BY10, and I'll put that in the notes too. But what I did on that blog post is I gave you conversation cards to ask kids so that you don't have to focus on like really heavy topics, but you know, what is your favorite dessert? Do you like to be inside or outside? What is something you're really good at? Just silly questions to connect with kids and get to know them because that's actually going to help you with number three, the two by 10 strategy. One is to learn things about your kids, but it's mostly just to connect and show this kid that you care about them I always did it first thing in the morning because all my other little ones were busy putting their binders away, morning work. So it wasn't intrusive. Everyone is working independently and quiet. And all of a sudden, I'm like, hey, Keith, come here. I want to talk to you. It's not that way. You pick a time that the other kids won't necessarily even notice, but you just spend a few minutes getting to talk to them. So the third thing is going to be learn about them. You can do that with a two by 10, but that's going to be only one student. In morning meetings, classroom meetings, you can ask kids, like, what are your hobbies? You know, and have them share with partners, but then kind of wander around and listen in. I always like to do in the morning a journal, and it might just say, like, tell me about your family, and then quickly look through those. Because later on, if one of my kids is struggling academically, they're having a really bad day, I can bring up those things I learned about. If we're in writing and they are stuck, what am I gonna write about today? I can say, hey, I know that your little sister is Maya. Could you write something to Maya? Like maybe you could write a story for her to read before bedtime. That worked great because one, I've given them an idea. So I've helped them with the academic task. And two, they now feel more connected to the academic task because I've given them a topic that they enjoy writing about. And then three, it showed them, oh my gosh, my teacher remembered my sister's name is Maya. So those little things that you learn about your kids, hobbies, like I had a little girl that loved to bake, and I was actually so thankful because her mom actually put that on the student intake form. And so it was really easy for me to connect with her. Her name was Azara, and I could always be like, Azara, let's think about this as cake ingredients. And so it was just really helpful and a really cool thing, super random, but that's an example of something that I knew that about them, so it helped me connect with her. The fourth one is gonna be find time to laugh with your kids. It's hard, I get it. Like there's not a lot of time in the day for what you need to do, let alone laughing with them. One of the ways that I found was really successful is just find really silly books. So if you follow me on social media, I love Mo Willems, like with everything in me. If I could just have a whole room in my house dedicated to Elephant and Piggy, I totally would. But the reason for that is because those books brought my class together. Honestly, they changed my classroom because we could read them. We read pretty much one every single day and they laughed and they made me laugh. And so we would laugh together. And then it also built these shared experiences where we all read the same book. So we all were like in the secret little like elephant and piggy club and we had inside jokes and it was just really special. There's a ton of funny books. Bob Shea is another one that I really love to just laugh with your kids and have fun Participate in brain breaks with them. If you're on Go Noodle, there's a ton of those silly dances, and just dancing with them will make kids just like, oh my gosh, this teacher is funny. And it also helps those kids who feel a little awkward, like they don't really know how to dance, they don't like participating in this. Watching you do it will help them come out of their shell. Being silly also helps you seem more approachable. So when you have those kids in your class that are maybe a little bit nervous, They don't feel super comfortable in the class or comfortable with you and you act silly when you just have fun. It's going to make you seem more approachable and like someone that they could possibly grow to trust. And then the fifth one is be safe. When I say be safe, what I mean by that is be someone that kids can trust. And I think what I've seen a lot is we work as teachers so, so hard. We do the two by 10 strategy. We learn about them, but then it comes to the end of the day and we're frustrated. And all of a sudden we call them out in front of their peers. You know, when we say, Liam, go sit down. Like you can't behave this way. Go sit over there, you know, and publicly discipline them. So when you embarrass a kid, it's kind of like two steps forward, one step back. It may even be like one step forward, two steps back. We just want to make sure that kids know they can rely on us and that we will not be the ones causing them embarrassment or anxiety. And I am not saying that you can't have a strong relationship with your kids and not correct them because that's not true at all. Like we have to have strong classroom management. Our kids have to make, you know, responsible choices. Like it's okay for us to correct them or help them move a different direction. It just really needs to be private And so that's a simple thing that's kind of a soapbox for me. But as I was thinking about having strong relationships, to me, that's the one that's most important because if we are doing all of these things, but our kids feel like we kind of betrayed them, this is someone I really trusted. And then she made me feel like really stupid in front of my peers. That's a hard thing to get past. So just being mindful of the way we interact with kids publicly is super, super important when it comes to the relationships that we have with them. So, to wrap up today, we talked about five simple ways to build relationships with your kids. The first one was sending them notes, either at home or at school. The second one was the two by 10 strategy. And don't forget to go to bit.ly, H O two by 10 to get your free conversation cards. The third one was learn things about them and bring them up in conversation, in lessons, in small group. The fourth one was find time to laugh with your kids and be silly, to help them kind of loosen up and see you as someone that they can go to with their problems and laugh with and just become more of a person and less like this scary authority figure. And then the fifth one was be someone that is safe for them and don't embarrass them publicly. Don't call them out in front of their peers or basically just do anything that's going to hurt the relationship that you've already built with them. I cannot wait to chat with you next week. If there are certain topics you would like for me to cover, please let me know. You can email me, drop it in my Facebook group. I would love to get your input on that and I hope that you all have a fabulous week. Thank you so much for joining me on Teaching with Haley. I hope you feel refreshed and ready for a new week with your students. Be sure to visit teachingwithhaley.com to find additional resources like social emotional lesson plans, positive behavior resources, and ideas for building classroom relationships. You can also find me on Facebook and Instagram at Teaching with O'Connor. While you're online, I'd love if you left me a rating on iTunes or shared this episode with a friend. Be sure to tune in every week for more simple ways to engage and connect with your students. Have a great week.